Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, you ready? Let's go. From Fox 4 News in Kansas City. Are we rolling? Are we on? Hello? I'm Nick Vassos. <laughs> this is Signal Hill. All right, here we go. Welcome to this special edition of Signal Hill Live. Our usual host, Nick Vassos, can't be here. I think I know why, because he's such a huge Star Wars fan. He's like, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe oh, whatsoever. No, no, no. But no, Nick's a good guy, but he's not here right now. But we're going to talk all things Marvel, all things Avengers Endgame. And for all you people out there about to freak out, Yes, this is a spoiler-free podcast. We're not going to give away any plot points, but we are going to discuss the universe and sort of where Avengers Endgame sort of fits in the universe because I'm Sean Edwards, and I've seen it. This is Russ Simmons, and he's seen it. This is our super producer, Kendall Swank. He's also seen it, and we have have other members for the Fox 4 team who are going to chime in to talk all things Marvel. Who didn't get to go. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Kendall was a lucky guy. Kendall got a chance to go. and Kendall got a chance to go and check it out. But first, let's just sort of do an overview of how we feel about the entire Marvel cinematic universe and where it fits in cinematic history. Russ. I I will have to say that... Thinking back on the great successful franchises, Harry Potter, James Bond, Star Wars, I don't think there's anything that compares really with the Marvel Cinematic Universe in terms of its broad appeal and box office uh, success. Success, Absolutely. you know. So it's it's like a universe of its own. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Money in the Bank, uh, the Cinematic Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done a good job. But if you adjust the James Bond movies for inflation, wouldn't it be pretty close? Yeah, I haven't done the figures yet, but I'm just being a math geek. I'm just being a math geek right now. They're all they're all pretty close. I mean, you have James Bond, you have Star Wars, you Mm -hmm. have Harry Potter, you have the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Toy Story. Yeah, Pixar's got a great legacy as well. But I think the thing that makes the Marvel Cinematic Universe work so well, and you don't hear a lot of people talk about this. They have fantastic source material. Yeah. So you got to give Stan Lee and his team a lot of credit because a lot of these characters and a lot of these storylines were developed back in the 60s and the 70s and the early 80s and Tinker within the 90s. And I, I think the other franchises, why they did have source material, this one had a lot of source material yes. based around a lot of different characters. And that's something that's the fanboys don't yes. like is what's been left out. Right, right. There's, but I mean, it, but you're, you're, you're talking about adapting comic books into movies it's it's hard to because the universe in terms of the comic book world is so vast with so many different characters and so many different issues how would you condense it all yeah i don't know how you would and that's where they get credit though that's where they do a good job of condensing no and i think they did a great job too of like being true to comic book fans in most of the movies you know not everything's going to always line up you know thor ragnarok was kind of a combination of multiple movies um which ended up being a huge success on its own. But, I mean, we're talking, you know, Planet Hulk, which is its own comic series that really was a, yeah, large, a, lot. a large portion of that movie specifically. I also think we're skipping over a, a big thing about the, the, the starting point. People forget Iron Man was like a low-rent, 
throwaway character when Nobody they decided to jumpstart. I mean, no except one, the fanboys. No, the only person who knew about Iron Man back in the day was Ghostface Killer. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he called himself Tony Stark. Like, mm-hmm. Ghostface Killer knew about Tony Stark and Iron Man way before any... He's the only person who was repping Iron Man. Like, nobody else like Iron Man. That's why he got away with calling themselves Tony Starks for so long. A lot of people thought that was like a really cool name that Ghostface Killer made up. No one knew about Iron Man, and that's that's the starting point. Because mm-hmm. I think we tend to forget that this thing started from nothing. Right. If you look back at 2008's Iron Man, it was so unique. The way it approached the superhero material, Robert Downey Jr. absolutely nailed that role. Killed it. And it was so really well directed, and it established that cheeky humor that has carried all of those films since then. Yeah, because Robert Downey Jr. was still on his rehab track. That's right. right. Yeah, he was like almost fresh out of, he didn't just go to jail, he went to prison. Yeah. He, went, he went from being in prison to being one of the richest, most bankable stars in Hollywood all because of the Iron Man movie. Yeah. And I saw a great point online, too, where somebody was saying that, you know, it was the perfect timing for Downey Jr. as well because a lot of people that knew him from his drug days and stuff <laughs> way back in the day, they were kind of ready for him to, uh, it was enough time that they were ready to see him in another movie. And then fans that have jumped on since you know, they had no idea of this troubled past. So it really was the perfect timing for him and the casting and everything all together. Well, the one thing I've learned about this business, which is the movie-making business, is timing is everything. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe is one of the biggest benefactors from timing out of all of the super franchises, more so than Star Wars, more so than Harry Potter. And James Bond is so extensive. It spans too many mm-hmm. like decades, so it's, it's really hard to tell. But like the timing was the timing was right. The, the changes in the industry all happened as this universe was growing and developing, and it really helped the brand. And I don't think you have the massive appeal with the Marvel Cinematic Universe that you have if the timing hadn't started right with the explosion of social media. Mm. Uh, that's a good point. You know, it, it, from a personal standpoint. I'm just glad to see a middle-aged man who's able to kick some backside. You know? <laughs> so Robert Downey Jr. is a middle-aged yeah, he's not superhero. young. He's say, not young. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is not a young dude, and he, he basically he carried this franchise on his back in, in, the, in the early days. I mean, he, he literally did that. He and Jon Favreau, who also doesn't get a lot of credit. Right. Hey, everybody's like the Russo brothers and, you know, mm-hmm. all these guys. No, hold on. And Favreau from the beginning. Yeah, was. from the beginning. And, I mean, not just directing Iron Man, but having a major role in basically every film yes. until Disney became a part of it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, one thing that we probably ought to clear up is that what is the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because does that include <laughs> X-Men? Does that include Deadpool? Does that include the other Spider-Man movies? I mean, technically, see, that's the weird thing about it. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is a corporate designation. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, these are the movies that, like, Disney sort of, like, cultivated and jump-started. But technically, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe is Deadpool. It is the X Men. They're, they're I agree. all part of Marvel. I mean, they are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're the expert here. Well, clear, I don't know. Clarify, I mean, like, well, everybody knows. You know, Marvel was going bankrupt uh, right. back in the day. Had to sell off some of their assets, and that's where um, they got rid of Spider Man. Uh, they got rid of the X Men, Fantastic Four. Uh, those went to Sony and Fox. Disney just recently bought Jumped in the game. Yeah, right. re- Disney just bought Fox out. So now they actually have the X Men back. They have Fantastic Four back. They have an agreement with Sony to use the Spider-Man character. They don't technically own him still, but he's allowed to be in their stuff. 
Uh, but I believe Sony gets to still keep all of the like merchandising and all that it's stuff. It's a weird, yeah. You need an accountant and some lawyers to like slice through that. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't consider them the same because you see a lot of times though that like the the movies that Fox and Sony have put out are do not compare at all to what Marvel and Disney teamed up and put in out. In what terms? Yeah, in what terms? Because the first Spider-Man movies weren't that bad. They weren't know? that bad, but the fact that you have to say they weren't that bad means <laughs> they're kind of... Well, one bad. was good. The one other two was good. But not, yeah. all the, but not all of the Marvel movies. I mean, there's some, there's some well, clunkers in the 22. And they reboot. You know, Deadpool, obviously, major, major character that did very well. Did very well. But he still has no association to the, this... Avengers specific story right, right. that exactly. it does. Marvel it and does. Disney was going off of and now you know maybe they'll bring them in the future but how many, but how many, how many people know? I know so many people who think Batman and Superman are Marvel characters <sighs> so I mean no I mean, that's true <laughs> so, I mean is, is it important that people know this because a lot of the general public they don't care it's like most people think every animated movie is done by Pixar right well I feel like that um a lot, a lot of people, like, yes, they may get a little confused that DC owns those characters right. and not Marvel <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that also puts off some people from actually going and watching the movies, um, like, you know, when they started getting on the actual Avengers track. You know, some people saw Iron Man was like, yeah, and then they saw a few of the others and didn't really get what was happening because so many superhero movies were coming out at the same time. And then yeah, I'm actually I'm actually fatigued. I mean, I'm personally fatigued. Like, I knew people were fatigued like eight years ago. Yeah, like, no, that's true. That's this. true. I mean, if, if it's really solid and really dope, like there hasn't really been like the recent batch of comic book movies have been okay. Like the, the only ones that really stick out of my mind that, that really did something different, especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I would love for people listening to tell us their favorite movie out of the mm-hmm. 22, because yeah. we'll, we will eventually get to that. Because mm-hmm. I, I compiled a list. I ranked them in order. Oh, and wow. I know people are dying to find out where this in-game fit. But the ones that really stick out for me were the ones that really blasted with freshness. Like Thor Ragnarok is like the funniest and the most fun out of all the 22. Definitely the it most. Was, yeah, yeah, it's definitely the most. It's definitely the most fun. Black Panther was the most culturally significant, and the plot actually dealt with some like real life issues, yeah. and it looked so strikingly different from all the other movies. Like, oh, this Wakanda thing is like crazy. Right. So that kind of stuck out. And then technically, the best one ever made is Winter Soldier. From a pure cinematic storytelling filmmaking point of view that movie is really rock solid yeah Yeah. that's my opinion yeah and i agree with you i think that's the best one so far and i think one of the reasons that that's true is because even though uh you know it's a superhero movie and it's all fantasy there was a genuine sense of peril you were really concerned about some of those characters even though you know that you can always bring somebody back or there's pull some kind of trick out of the hat like time travel or something like that but in this case, you were really, That's true. really, really concerned about these characters. That's why I ranked Winter Soldier ahead of Black Panther, because as dope as Black Panther was, there was no sense of peril. Like, not not really. Not really. Not yeah. really. I did like Killmonger's character, but there was never a second where you're like, this dude's about to, like, wipe out half of Wakanda. Right. And you, you, never, really, you never really got that <laughs> Get sense. Get to that's, that point. Yeah, that's yeah. why Winter Soldier is like, I, was, I, I felt Winter Soldier almost the same way I felt The Dark Knight. Where you're like, ooh, this is like mm-hmm. this guy could really be walking. Like you felt like the Joker could really be walking down the street and do harm, like, and that's why I give Winter Soldier, you know, the number one slot. Now, I'd like to know from you, from your perspective as the you know as the expert in this, 
if they were to try to integrate what we call the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the X-Men and with Deadpool and those Ooh, other characters, how would that the work? the rankings, and how would that work? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it... it it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to let this breathe. You know, they already have Spider-Man Far From Home coming up this summer. Right. Um, they already have another Black Panther in the works. Another Captain, Captain Marvel. Um, another Captain Marvel. Captain Mar- is there, there's one more, two more. I believe there's a few more already listed for Phase 4. Yeah, yeah. Phase 4's got, I think, three or four already. Are... And there's a chance that they might, it might be like a Spider-Man situation where we weren't expecting it, and then one day all of a sudden they're like, oh, we reached this agreement, and now there's a Spider-Man movie, right. and we're bringing him in the universe. Um, but I think they wait a little while, because I think that those characters uh, are so beloved, the X-Men characters are so beloved by many, that if they try to just jump it in same with Fantastic Four they actually have some of the best comic book plot lines out of all of but when is this but when is this every run in Hollywood comes to an end when is this run gonna come to an end I don't know if it does I think that they just continue this I just think they continue adding on phases and they they're not going to you know there's so many theories of what are they gonna do at the very end of phase three are they going to continue to develop the same plot line moving forward are they going to um, just keep bringing in new characters? Are they going to wash it away and then just say, hey, we're bringing a different person to play Iron Man in now? No one really knew what How's was going to How's the actual happen. comic book business still functioning right now? Are, are there, like, like storytellers and artists out there creating, like, brand new stuff that we can explore later? Are we still mining the basic centers oh, they're of con- Stan Lee's mind? They're constantly... Um, making new stuff still and i mean you know what's what's great without giving any spoilers to end so people here, still read there's mm-hmm. there's some references to more modern comics in in endgame as well they're they're subtle um but they do have some references to storylines that are still being uh, created you know within the last couple of years All right, you're mm. good thing i didn't see none of that no i was <laughs> you, picked up on man, that he's like good i didn't see and i was trying i didn't i didn't see any of that so that's, that's nice to hear i i didn't i didn't see any of that so speaking of Avengers Endgame, which the majority of the world is going to go see at some point this weekend because I'm predicted this is going to be the most front-loaded movie in the history of cinema because you have to see it first because social media has killed the movie-going experience. And you know who's guilty of that? I I just really want to say this for a second. Critics. Like, stop. Please. Be respectful to the audience. I mean, there's... Because anybody can be a critic because all you got to do now is just jump on social media and say, blah, 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 blah. There's so many critics who give stuff away. I'm like, stop it. And then they do this little cute stuff like, I'm going to post four pictures. Spoilers out of context. That's not a thing. It's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing. Stop they've, it. They've it's not done a thing. such a good job for Endgame of actually not, you know, they had the whole hashtag, don't spoil the Endgame. But it did the same thing with us, you know, don't spoil us for everyone. And there's, and there's stuff, you know, there's theories that people have had. There's a lot going on. But everything that has I've seen online it has abs that people have been it's guessing. Better, it's, it's better not than in usual. the movie. Right, right, it's, right. And right, that's right, the thing right, is there right. wasn't really a spoiler that came out that was just like, oh, right. I'm glad of that because that says, I, yeah. I hate, I, you know, I, I hate when people do that because, you know, you, you shouldn't have to have to rush out and see a movie at 2 a.m. because it's sold out <laughs> because you're fearful that people are going to give everything away. Right. You know, can I please enjoy something on my own leisure? Well, yeah. there is one spoiler I'm going to give right, right now. I do it. What's the I, one I spoiler? Don't, I agree with you about spoilers, but this is okay. 
You don't have to sit through the end credits. Oh, you're just to see that, the bonus. You're scene. You're basically delivering that's a fair, public service because there's yes. no bonus right, scene right, in true. Endgame. Right. Yeah, that's a public service announcement. Yes, right. <laughs> and I, I do, I do think that's fair. And I'm glad they didn't do it because that sort of signals that yes, this, this is, is the true wrapping it up. End. This is an ending. Like you know how movies used to put the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost wish they would have did that. Like the end. I would suggest Lee staying for the uh, first half of the credits where they do the actual stars because they do something that's a little unique, a little. Yeah, different. That's true. That's and they, true. They pay tribute to the original six stars. That it's like really, a curtain call. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It's like a curtain. Broadway play. Yeah, it was. Exactly. It's dope. I, mean, I won't give away anything else. But that was dope. But so, what's your overall feeling on without spoiling anything? What's your overall feeling of Avengers Endgame? I I just thought that it was so perfect. It was just the right way to end like this, this comic book series run. You know, there was a lot of emotion kind of towards the end of uh, some of the stuff that they were doing um, in the last, you know, 30 minutes of the movie that was just, you know, Tearing me up, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I had struggled a couple times not to just ball my eyes out right in the theater. That's what makes and a I'm, movie great, though. I'm no, sitting no, there with all these film critics who are just, no. oh, I, I no, know it's not, film, no, no, so, it's not that. No, then, it's not that. I mean, no, we're, this emotional we're emotional. We're <laughs> emotional beings too. No, but the, the key word that you use is the key word that hit me in in, in terms of Avengers Endgame. Is the title's perfect because they call it Endgame mm-hmm. because the end of the movie. Is where all the money's at. <laughs> like it's, the ending is like, oh my, this is the end. It's like one of the strongest endings I've, I've seen in a, in a long time. Like the back half of the movie is the money. I, I I have to be honest. I was I was starting to struggle a little bit because the first forty five minutes I was like, whoa, come on it's now. A while. It, it almost felt like Tyler Perry directed the first forty five minutes because <laughs> you know, Tyler Perry has these scenes where people just sit around and talk mm-hmm. and he never moves the camera. It's <laughs> yep. like. I was like, please, stop yapping. Kick it in. Move Kick the it camera. Gear. Let's come on. We've been in first gear for a long. Mm-hmm. I I need to at least you to take it to two, then three. That would be like, that was the thing I struggle with. I because I like movies that start with like I'm I'm a child of Indiana Jones, which has the best opening of any movie ever made. Mm-hmm. I, I I needed something like that because because we sat and waited since Infinity War to be like, okay, where are we going? Right. But I also see the problem with that because. Infinity War and Endgame reminded me of Kill Bill and Kill Kill Bill One and Kill Bill Two, where Quentin Tarantino wrote the entire thing, but the Weinstein brothers were like, "Dude, you, we 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 can't sell a, a five six hour movie, right? So you got to cut it in half." But if you know anything about the filmmaking process and the way they probably did this, is you shoot everything at the same time, so they have all these scenes that they're you know they got to like put together into two movies. And when you write a movie, you don't write a movie with an intermission in mind. You know, you don't write like, okay, at the middle on page 120, I'm going to fade out nicely right. and keep people, hey, and then start. So I can see the struggle and why the movie kind of like clunkered out of the get starting gate. But, I mean, kind of like we talked um for Infinity War, I mean that had but to be you, I, that had to I be mean, the ending for Infinity right, right, War. Right, right, right. Because you can't have people walking. You have to get it. You have to make the people feel a certain way when they're walking out. Right, and, and <laughs> I mean that was the quietest I had ever when I saw Infinity War for first time. The quietest I've ever heard an entire theater at the end of any movie. I mean there wasn't. Well, that's because you're too young to have seen Boys in the Hood when Ricky got killed. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, no, I should take that. I mean there's no, a little I'm more. Just you a hard time. There's some more serious ones, I guess <laughs> no. that, I, that I would say. Or, the, like or that, the entire you know. length of Schindler's List, mm. but no, I'm right, just, no, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I just, 
I just had to give you a hard time. No, no, I Black, get it. I get Black it. Hawk Down was a very uh, <laughs> quiet movie as well. You know, there there have been some, but it for at least in a comic book. No, yeah, a, a movie that's meant to be more uh, action, comedy, fun. Definitely the quietest I've ever seen. Any it caught people off guard. Those. Yeah, it caught people it off caught guard. Caught people off guard. And I mean, comic book fans, I think, really love that as well because it 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 was the appropriate ending for that situation in the comic book world. I mean, it's just a snap and everybody's gone. So answer this question for me because people ask this all the time. Can you watch, understand, and enjoy Avengers Endgame if you haven't seen the other 21 movies? That's tough. Um, I think that you're going to be especially very lost at the beginning of (laughs) the very lost at the beginning of it because you're you're not going to have any background. They jump right into it, you know, and um, and and it's it builds. And I think that people would get enough of a gist about, you know, 30 minutes in. They're like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get what's going on here. But I mean, I feel like it's it's one where you least need to see the other Avengers in the franchise. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... That's fair. I don't think you necessarily need to see, like, all the individual movies out of it, but I think that watching those Avengers and seeing these build-ups, um, although I highly suggest watching all... What is it? 22 yeah, movies? 22 yeah. movies. And especially so starting, starting with the beginning, going all the way through, it's, it's a great, fun watch. I've had friends that never watch a comic book movie in their lives. Um... Friends who uh, they were like, oh, I'm only a fan of Spider-Man. And when they told me they were going to go see the new Spider-Man and I was like, but have you seen any of the other Marvel stuff? We sat down and then they became fans instantly okay. because once they actually, you know, they wa- they worked their way through Thor. You know, I, everybody loves Iron Man right away. And they, they worked their way through Thor. And then you get to Captain America, which working was, your way through Thor is not easy. It's not because Thor it, one and two are like, whoo. But it's all the galactic background. Well, I know. But that's what I hated the most. I, I don't know I, if we have talked about this part, but. One of the cool things that uh, they really did with those Thor movies is it was kind of just giving people like a piece here and a piece there of something that if you just came out with a movie like Avengers, people would be like, that's so unrealistic. But if you watch these other things and you start to accept that Thor has these abilities and how these people can do these things, you slowly start getting in there. So when you get to... um, when we get to Civil War, where there are these like mighty powerful beings and they're and they're fighting over petty stuff, you have that background to really understand. Like, you know, they're not trying to kill each other, but they're trying to beat the crap out of each other. Right. I mean, it, it's it's pretty intense. And well, that's my that's been my one like thing I nitpick about the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's never really been about anything major. Like, not technically. Well, I don't know if that's true of any superhero movie. No, no, I know. Well, that's true. It is subtle hints of a lot of stuff, though. I mean, especially when you get into, um, uh, what's the, I guess it was, was it Winter Soldier where they had the aircraft, giant aircraft carriers? That was like the big, I think that was Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, that's Winter Soldier. And it's just, you know, they have underlining tones of talking about things like, you know, government dominance yeah, over people and stuff like that. And and they're subtly hinting at some of these things that are in regular everyday life. Um, but it's not like, like you know, it's not overwhelming at no, all. No, no, yeah. I, you no. Know, I, I get that. I get that. And I, and I think what people are doing, because um, I normally, until we actually review, I try to stay away from all other reviews. It's, 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 it's kind of hard to do. But, you know, so after, we, after, you know, I wrote the review for what we did on Fox 4 News, I went back. And I think what a lot of film critics are doing, they're actually, like, the reviews are sort of tricky because I think 
that the reviews are a little inflated for Endgame because a lot of film critics are giving props to the overall success of the 22 movies as opposed to reviewing Endgame on its own. That's why into the uh, the uh, Return of the King won the Oscar for Best right. Picture is because right. it was the culmination of the all culmination, of the culmination. Lord of the Rings movies. Right, and I, and I think that I, I would like to see more people like separate the fantastic, amazing, really unbelievable achievement of pulling off 22 movies the way Marvel has done, and just kind of do Endgame on its own because I think when you mesh the two. It, it gets a little tricky because we're celebrating something that's like massively more impressive than one movie, but you still need to hone in on the actual movie. And I'm glad you brought that up too, though. So let me ask you guys this. Do you think this will be the first movie, Marvel movie, that actually wins Best Picture? No, then? not a chance. No. Not a so. chance. In fact, there are going to be a lot of people disappointed at the beginning of next year because this movie is not even going to get as many nominations as Black Panther. That's probably right. Because there's, there's nowhere for it to... There's no way... The only thing that this movie can get is Best Picture. It's not getting Best Director. Right. It's not getting... Like, Black Panther got score, art mm -hmm. direction, costume. What about screenplay? It's not a chance. You don't think so? Not a chance. I, I hear... I, the, you, you brought up the bone I would like to pick with All the right. filmmakers, the Russo brothers. They painted themselves into a corner with their plot. And I've not given anything away here, but the way they got out of it was pretty darn contrived. And uh, you know, there, I, I know other filmmakers have resorted to the same thing, but it seemed to me to be a cop-out. It was a bit of a push. Yes. It was a bit of a push. But yeah, I just don't know if, I don't know if Endgame gets rewarded in the same way the last Lord of the Rings got rewarded. No, I don't think so. I just, it may get nominated for visual effects. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I think it probably will. Yeah, yeah. But, but best picture is like I just because what people didn't understand because I know a lot of people were like Black Panther wasn't that great. The Black Panther thing wasn't about the greatness of the movie. Right. It was about the impact and its effect on popular culture. Yeah. Like it was. It was more so rewarded for what it did in terms of the significance of, you know, like getting people like, oh my, you know, that's where, in this movie, the movie's good, right. but the movie doesn't, Endgame doesn't do that at all. And I was most disappointed by the fact that we made such a huge deal about Captain Marvel that I wanted to see more POV from the female characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I, I thought we were gonna really get that moment where oh okay we're going there now, and it's it's a boys club movie. Yeah, I mean, but that's one of those things that I you know, hope I that know, right, they, right. you hope that Marvel is picking up on these things and is they making, making notes and, and they're it, like okay when we when we're getting into Phase Four which right. starts after the next Spider Man movie that they're gonna have more. Uh, Minority or less represented characters involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's, 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 that's going to be the excitement of the next phase. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to disappoint you with its, with its um, Oscar hopes. But <laughs> me, best picture, maybe, it's probably not. Yeah. Visual effects, probably. Man, Anything else? You know, it's really going to depend upon the quality of the other movies that are coming out. We really don't know yet. Yeah, well, right I now it's been what, weak. Right yeah. now, right I now can win everything. I would nominate <laughs> yeah, exactly. for best picture. Yeah, right yeah. now, right now it would win everything. Well, nobody wants to mess with it. I mean, it's 
11 years in the making no one wants to put anything out anywhere near no, near you it but so. no you don't do that i mean nobody even put anything out against us i mean there's like That's so true. you if you don't put anything up against us you're really not gonna put anything up against like avengers endgame i mean no because this is the moment this is fun this is why this is why we're in this business because if nothing else this movie has everyone talking which is good yeah. for not only this movie but other movies in the industry as a whole and and, and, and it's, a, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to debate and and yeah. talk and you know figure out like if I ranked all 22 where would in game fall and I'd be like number 11 maybe uh, I think I'd put it a little higher than that if I was like putting a list together but um I would probably put it in top 5 for sure okay. I mean just it was such a Specifically for the people that have invested in yeah. all of these movies over the course of eleven no, years, no, I will give it them. Was I huge. will. I will give. No, it's it's, it's a like huge Sean says, respect the demo. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a demo. It's a it's a no. I I even I yeah. said it. I said it on Fox. I I gave this movie the most high praise you could give it. It's the best fan bait movie ever made, and yeah, you have to give it a lot of credit because you're dealing with so many characters. They had to appeal to so many different fan bases. It's the best fan. It's the best fan bait movie ever, you know. And and that's a completely different thing from a traditional or a conventional type of movie. Like, let's not make any mistakes about it. This is not a traditional type movie. Right. This was like this was like a love letter to the fans. And if you're not down with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, we don't care. But you're never going to be down. But you're never going to be down. We don't. Yeah, already. they're like we don't care because the fan base is too large and and they they love this stuff too much to where they like. Look, we're going to do this one for them. And if you are a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this movie works on a lot of levels. But as film critics, we can't join the fandom, right? Like, and a lot of critics do. A lot of critics are all about the fandom. Like, I yeah. can't jump. I can't jump on the fandom. I have to. I have to compare this step by step with everything else and it's it's better than most movies for right. sure but the highest praise is it was a hundred percent perfect for like if you're a fan you're gonna stand up and cheer you're gonna be crying you're gonna high five the person you're sitting next to <laughs> you're gonna talk about like if you're of a certain age and you see this movie you're gonna talk about this movie for the rest of your life yeah. like there's movies i saw at a certain point in my life where i still talk about to this day that's what type of movie this is so that's not knocking it you know right it's 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 a great fan movie like it's like like i said it's the best fan bait movie ever made like star wars can't do this no you know what I'm saying? Star Wars hasn't been able to do this. Like, not even close. They already messed up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, Star I mean, no disrespect. Star Wars can't do what Marvel just did. There's nobody else that can do what Marvel just did. I, yeah. just like, I was like, oh, okay. Well, look at every time DC put in there to try and do something oh. like this just failed miserably. Right. I mean, Man, and, and now they're... They should teach a class at film school <laughs> on what not to do based on yeah. the whole DC strategy. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, <laughs> Snyder has really bungled that whole franchise. <laughs> but I will say this. If you haven't seen Shazam... Shazam adds some uh, spice to the DC universe. True. I have not seen that one yet, and it well, does look like one of the better ones that I probably I will, will I see will, in theaters. I will say this. I enjoy Shazam way more than Endgame. Okay. I That's in, it's very entertaining. I, 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 actually, I actually enjoy Shazam more than Endgame. I liked it a lot. There's because a lot of it, comedy in it. It's a lot of comedy, but it still delivers sort of that, like that comic book edge and that sort of traditional thing you're looking for. Right. It felt sort of Steven Spielberg esque. I, I like Shazam's like one of my favorite movies so far this year. I just 
I personally felt Endgame was too long. Like, Endgame was... I, I, I felt like George Foreman getting punched by Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah. hey, it was just like... It was, it was long, and then the final battle scene is like... It was cool, but I was expecting like capital C O O L. But I just thought I just thought it was I thought it was just too I just thought the movie was too long. I, it it is very long, and like we, you know, the you can definitely tell without trying to give anything away. You can definitely yeah, we did a good there, job on that. We gave away moments, nothing. There's some moments where you're like, did they really need to do this for this long or that kind of thing? That's true, and um and, and that really draws out the length. But compared to a lot of other franchises ending, you know, like we mentioned Lord of the Rings before. That oh no, don't get me started. No, no, no. Oh, for sure. No, no, no. So yeah, no, no, no. worse than this. Like, no, no, this is no, a totally no. different I, type of drag on. You can go back and, and check the record. <laughs> I was never a huge fan of any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Like the, the eight minute shots of walking across the hills, oh, God, man. Yeah. I am not a fan of that at all. That was just uh, No, no, I'm not saying it's like Lord of the Rings pacing. Right. Hey, like, but it was it, it could have, you know. They could have tightened it yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. They could have. Yeah no, yeah, no question about it. But, uh, you know, the one pet peeve that I have with all of the movies is if you really want, if you're really going to be successful, you need to have each movie stand on its own. That's true. And even though it will help your enjoyment to know what's going on in the other films, in the other, and in your case, the other comic books, right? just to fill in the background, that's great. And there's no problem with that. But each movie should stand on its own. You should be able to walk in, not only know anything about it, and still be entertained. Yeah, and that's not always the case with the Marvel. Yeah, movies. that's true. That's a that's a that's a great point. Each movie should be able to stand alone on its own. I, I would have liked to see sort of like a like a recap before the start of Endgame. <laughs> it like, almost needs a, in our last chapter, like yeah. with the old serials. <laughs> it, it needed a it needed a little. I would have liked to have a refresher. Like cause you can't assume that I remembered or I went back and rewatched Infinity War recently. You know, I just I just needed a I need a little bit of a a little bit of a recap. I would have liked, or even like a recap of the whole. But since it's an homage to all twenty two, right. it would have been nice to see like a little, you know, something. You know, one of my favorite sort of like like starting moments of any film is Argo. How like they they didn't take for granted you knew anything about the U S. Iranian relationships. And in that little three-minute little thing, you were like, okay, I'm brought up to speed. Mm-hmm. I just needed like a little three-minute bring me up to, okay, so Iron Man started, and then we got this, and we got that, and Thor popped up, and, and they became friends with the Hulk, and this, that, and then boom. I I, I needed that. I don't know I, how they would just, be able to do that with know, the three hours. It's already three I know, hours long. I know, I know, I know. I'm contradicting what I just said, but I still need <laughs> yeah. it. But there's a couple of scenes they could have shortened so yeah. you can give me that refresh. I needed oh, yeah. a refresher. Yeah, and yeah. I've seen all twenty-two, and I still needed the refresher. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's that. You know, that's just small stuff. Like I said, fans are. I mean, number one, no matter how this movie was going to turn out, like a certain percentage of fans were going to love it. And this is one of those movies where people people were, were going to say it was awesome no matter what. Right. Like so, which is a testament to Marvel, where you have people screaming that your movie's awesome before they even come close <sighs> to even seeing it. Yeah. That that's hard to do. Yeah. You know, not a lot of franchises can do that. Like, this movie is the most amazing movie ever. I'm not going to see it until three days from now. That's hard to do. Yeah. So, I just don't like it when critics do that. <laughs> well, they, you guys are obviously held to different standards. You know? <laughs> well, I think one thing that Sean and I really try to do is to to make sure that we understand the fan perspective instead of just the critic perspective. Right, and do both. Do because both. Because, you know, it's a balancing act. It's hard sometimes, too. Yeah. 
perfectly balanced, as Thanos would say. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we no, don't, really we won't eliminate half of our audience, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is hard to do, but uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what, what Marvel was able to do. I mean, you know, because we're in the business of movies, and anytime you can see a company do what they did, it's... It's a great thing for us. And I mean, they changed movies in the way people are going to think about movies forever. Yeah. Because oh, no, now, exactly. I mean, you know, you have uh, uh, who's doing the split movie with Unbreakable, you know. Right. Uh, Shyamalan. Shyam- Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah. Shyamalan. And, you know, even it, I, he says that he's had this idea since the beginning, but I kind of question if it was really or he saw what was happening and he was like. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing, John? <laughs> How much time do we Come have, on, you John? Guys, you guys haven't chimed in yeah, you yet. You haven't said anything yet. How much time do we have, guys? You need to. We you can go whatever. But all right, we, we go. Let's go. We go. We need you to tell us where we're offline. What are the people? What are the people saying? I don't Man, know. there's not a lot well, of comments so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean was gonna take Mike. To the premiere. Oh, oh, oh we're bringing that that's up, where you're gonna yeah. go. Nah, what are, what are, let's get <laughs> to the people. What are the people saying? I'm, I'm, I'm actually curious. Are they saying? Like, oh, on the Facebook. Just yeah, you know, yeah. Stacy Jones says she's excited to see the movie. Cool, cool. Uh, Pam McGuire says she can't, uh, can't wait to see Avengers with the Grands. Mm. Um, man, not a lot of comments. I mean, you can still comment. You know, there's some still people watching. We What's your favorite Marvel movie audience? Yeah, we yeah, love yeah, it. Tell us, us your, your favorite. favorite is. Yeah, yeah, because Russ, Russ and I are on the same page. You haven't said yet. Russ and I are on the same page. Our number one is Winter Soldier. It's I not would, even close. I would have to agree with it, though. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it was definitely, across the board, their best overall production. And I that one can stand alone. Yes. Um, you know, you don't need to see the other stuff. You can pick up right away what's happening. And I mean, uh, you you might miss out on the fact, or you might not really understand what right away why uh, Captain America is sprinting around this other person <laughs> uh, on your right or mm-hmm. on your left. You know, and uh, but eventually you'll fi- you'll figure it out. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's so all three of us are going Winter Soldier. It it is, man. And I think most people that I know would also agree with that. That are especially comic book stuff because it was comic book fans. Uh, Winter Soldier was well. That's high praise because we've all seen Endgame and we're still going Winter Soldier number one. I think across the board, though, a lot of people, I, maybe they don't agree with me, but I think that uh, all of the Captain Americas stood out above everything else. I mean, I Iron Man the first one's great. Iron Man the second one is mm-hmm. good. You get to Iron Man three, and everyone's like, "Why did they make Iron Man three? Mm-hmm. You know, they should have just used that." contract to give him one other role in another you know movie somewhere yeah, down I have the a road. lot of the, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a lot of the Captain America's pretty high but I mean the, the I mean the standout for me is I mean Winter Soldier's the best Black Panther stood out the most and like I said Thor Ragnarok was the most fun yeah then that's my story and then Homecoming Spider-Man Homecoming's amazing I think it was just one of those where how could you not love that character coming in at that perfect time? They got where, it right. They got it so yeah, right. They just and a little was, teaser in Civil War. And, and it's the, the writing. The writing on those. Those, those all stand out because the writing. I have a question for you. Yeah. What of the uh, comic book Marvel movies that have not yet been adapted Ooh, that you think needs to be? Oh, man. Well, I mean, I think... Uh, I think everybody's been waiting for Marvel to finally get their hands on Fantastic Four again, because you know, <laughs> the from last a movie, one was from a pretty movie, weak. No, yeah. from a movie perspective, they've been terrible. But right. it's because m- 
the reason why the, these Marvel movies do so well when they're controlled by Marvel and not when they're controlled by the other entities is because they're actually being told by people who understand the characters and how they should be you how they should be utilizing them. That's why Spider Man, when you had Tobey Maguire, a twenty five year old dude trying to pretend to be a well, sixteen year old, that was bad. he was he right. he looked and sounded and acted like a twenty five year old. Whereas now that you have you know a younger Peter Parker and the new ones, he actually acts like a high schooler. So when he's yeah, fighting and he's like and he's making jokes and he's just he has all this power that he doesn't really know what to do with besides just go out there and have you know try and be a friendly neighborhood. <laughs> Spider-Man, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I never understood how they missed that, because in the comic book, he's clearly in high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ken says his favorites are Avengers. One, two, three, four in, in the series. So that would be... Yeah, 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 number four. The four so far, so yeah. Endgame... Gosh, Endgame's the fifth Avengers out of them. Right, out of 22? No, fourth. fourth. Okay, fourth, all right. Fourth, fourth, fourth. There's four of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's an Avengers fan. People like to see the culmination of all these guys coming together. It is they, cool they, when they, they do that's, that, that's though. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you bring them all together. It's like bringing a band back together. <laughs> that was the, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, the historic page. thing they did, though. Was, yeah, with the comic books. Yeah, they it was, brought them all I together. mean, they, they took these characters from their own standalone stories, which, you know, we saw with Batman for forever. Um, yeah, you, you know, they, they tried a Spider-Man movie, what, in the early 90s, wasn't that, when the first? Oh, there's, there's one back in, from the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, that one. And then they tried the... Uh, uh, they, they try to make a Fantastic Four, but yeah. <laughs> the if you haven't seen it, find the uh, or the what it was never released they even never as released a trailer. It. Yeah, uh, they yeah. They, but you can still find clips of this, and it's just it's terrible. The only person who saw that movie was the IRS man because they wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, he had, to, make sure, he had yeah. to watch it for proof that they actually made it. It's like okay, now you can write it off. Right. <laughs> That's the only person who saw that one. It was bad. It was so bad. What is the worst of the 22? What's your least favorite out of the 22? It's got to be Iron Man 3. (laughs) It does. I mean, there was no no reason for them to make it. They were in a nice momentum-building situation, and I feel like they just put it out because they knew... When they, I think they had it as part of the original plan, and they kept it so that they could just bring in the money. From Not the it. Incredible Hulk. In two thousand eight. Honestly, with bad. the Ed, uh, Ed Norton, it actually mm. plays the role fairly well. Um, I just, it's not a great movie. It's really hard to do the Hulk though because he's an unstoppable being unless Hulk you bring in another Hulk. Hulk is hard. Or you know, and that's why he works. Hulk so is well. like a green Superman. It's hard. And that's exactly strong, yeah, strong. too strong. But that's the box they're gonna be in with Captain Marvel. She's so powerful, man. It's like she's too strong. Yeah, but I mean, it's you gotta give them somebody who's just as strong if you're gonna continue the series. So I don't know what they're gonna do with the next Captain Marvel. Um, it's it's gonna be very difficult to see where they go because, like you said, said she is very strong. She's, she's strong. She's too strong. Maybe, but that's where you get in the situation where it's like you know, Civil War. We thought that they were this unbeatable team, and then all of a sudden you find a way to put a little chink in the armor, right. and then and then Infinity War makes so much more sense of how this team that. Um, Oh man, I almost started getting into a oh, spoiler. Careful, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know uh, how this team can actually break up, and the the conflict isn't about the you know how powerful the bad guy is. The conflict is how smart they are if they're uh-huh. willing to undermine what's already happening. And and the lo- 
idea of loyalty, you know, that conflict between uh, Tony Stark and Captain America, you know, which comes into play as well. How do they resolve that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk this because I know a lot of people are going to see this movie and all the headlines on all the entertainment sites are all the records that the movie is going to break. Oh, Ooh. my god! Break in the opening. But here's the thing. As a, as a film guy and as a journalist, the most misreported story is the box office report. I'm shocked that they even give it. Yes, because it means... They it, don't tell you, okay, number one song this week is, you know, what are they, why is it news or what the number one movie right, is? Right, right. But here's the deal, though. The opening weekend number means nothing anymore because the only way this is ever going to matter is if you do one of two things. They got to change it to where either you report the number of tickets sold so you can understand the true impact. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to do tickets sold or you have to give the adjusted inflation box office number. Based on because other movies, yeah. Just because it's 2000, tickets cost way more than they did just three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, saying it is like have a bigger opening weekend than some movie that came out 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago right. is like whoop-de-woo. Because the, the, the thing is going to be, and I want to find out from you and from you, is this a movie that a lot of people are going to go see? Do you need to see this movie multiple times? Because that's what makes it a, a huge, humongous hit. I don't need to see it multiple times. I've seen it the one time I'm probably ever going to see it. Wow. And that's uh, pr- probably going to be true for most people. I know that there are fanboys that will. So this isn't like, back, this isn't like. This I'll is, see it three but, times. But, yeah. here, but, here's, but here's what here's what will give. Because the, ult- the ultimate prize, I know a lot of the Marvel fans, they want this so desperately, is they want the all-time box office number. But I don't know. like, And if you study, like I study box office any movie that breaks those kind of records is generally female-driven, like Avatar, Titanic, mm-hmm. a lot of Harry Potter movies, because they'll go and they'll go and they'll go again. I don't know if the fanboy community can can do... I don't know if it's big enough to do that, to where you're going to see it enough times to where it can break the the global box office record that Avatar holds or break the Titanic record. Because you got to remember, even Infinity War domestically didn't gross as much as Black Panther. So you got to, you got to, you got, it's, it's, I I know people get excited about that and how front loaded, like every, a lot of people are going to go see it this weekend. But is it like, what are we looking at six weeks from now? Because you need this thing to play massive for a long period of time. And it doesn't have the window to weigh. Like, like when Black Panther came out, it had, like, what, a, a four-week run before it went up against anything even close yeah. to being formidable. So, I mean, it's like, it's like what is what is that? I mean, it's going to do exceptionally well. But, I, I, like, like I said, there are a lot of people in, in, in our business that get carried away. Like, pump the brakes. Yeah. Like, it's going to do well, but we don't know if it's going to break all kinds of records. And the opening weekend record is like, it's supposed to because inflation. Well, also, you have to take into consideration that a three-hour movie is going to be harder to make. Uh, That's why they're trying the to show it all on. night. That's why so, they're yeah, trying to show it, starts, it all night. Right. Screening starting hey, at 8 in the morning. It's, I, and I still go back to it's, it's too long. Yeah. And so now that we talked about the money, like, let's do – this will be a fun game to play. Is this movie going to get the best rating ever out of all the Marvel movies on Rotten Tomatoes? Mm, I say no. No, no way. 
Best and rating? How, what, well, what, number one is Black Panther at 97. <sighs> right now, the no, movie's sitting at 96. I don't think it's, it's going to be able to beat it. I mean, well, it dep- that's the critic side, or is yeah, that the, the critics, uh, fan critics side? side. Yeah. Critics side. Critics. What's fan side? Oh, they haven't uh, let, because no, oh, no one's seen it. No one's seen it. Seen it. No one. yeah. <laughs> Nobody's seen it. All right. Well, let's all right because we've been going on for a little yeah, while. Yeah, let's yeah. let's end on that. I think that's yeah, a great point. yeah, 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 yeah. So, where does it end? Where in the critical pantheon? Where does this film land? I mean, if we're looking at all movies across all time, it's top one hundred. I okay, mean, we're, right. it's still top one hundred of all time. I mean, that's a fair that's a assessment. big statement. But we're talk- I mean, there's a lot of movies that yeah, you know, you can write off that I I don't think should should be in there that have been, I, but. You know, my overall favorite movie of all time is Forrest Gump. So I mean, like that's huge though. But yeah, Forrest Gump's a big exactly. movie. So when I start comparing it to those types of things, you know, it's definitely not going to be in the top twenty-five, top fifty. You know, there's a lot of great movies out there, but I think top one hundred is all right. Yeah. Well, my my prediction, my prediction is critically over time when all the dust. You know, that's the thing about these things. After all the dust settles and you step back and you revisit it a couple years down the road, I think that. The movie itself is not going to be remembered as an all-time classic movie, but the 22 movie achievement yes, of Marvel yes. will different. be studied for years and years yeah. and years to come. And I think that's the biggest part of the story is we're celebrating what they were able to pull off as a standalone movie. I don't think because Endgame can't be a classic movie because it's not the best Marvel movie. <laughs> it's not the. It's not even. A, it's not even the best Marvel movie. Yeah, but I mean, you could also give an argument that uh, both Black Panther and this would be able to be considered in the top one hundred. Well, Black Panther for but just Black Panther for sure because you can't that that the the cultural relevancy that's going to be. I mean, what that movie did for a certain demo is like that's. Black Panther was one of those things that we may never see again in our lifetime. It was just such True. a unique. It's a whole. Black Panther almost needs to have its own lane because how do you? Because well, how do that's you? All of these. You know? Well, I know, yeah. I know, but I mean, over time, I don't know. I just, just, I just don't think Endgame will be remembered as a true classic. But I think as a part of the twenty-two movie universe, it will be studied for a long time. And what what Marvel was able to do, it's it's more of a marketing sort of like in terms of marketing. It's genius. Yeah. In terms of a film, it's good. Okay, Final I thoughts? think I think we need to have you guys chime in. Yeah, You've yeah. been sitting over there quietly. Quiet, come on. That's our hats have it. Where where are we come offline on, where, here? Come on. Where are we, what are we, you got to get one comment. Oh, I just, in. I mean, I haven't. You know, Infinity War was probably my favorite. I think Avengers is the first Avengers is probably my favorite. All right, All right. Avengers, is, Avengers is running the pack. A lot of people uh, love Avengers. All right, let's hear it. John, what do you got? John, come on, man. <laughs> I'm editing Sean's yeah. stuff. Right oh, you're working on that. Oh, man. <laughs> My favorite? I like Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ragnarok. Ragnarok, baby. No, this was fun. So we want to thank everybody for tuning into the podcast. Yes, thank you. We are so sorry Nick couldn't be here to set up the Marvel Universe versus the Star Wars Universe. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he will for sure be here on May 4th. For the what? That story that made a force fourth to be with you, or what, what do they call May it? Made the fourth. Yeah, he's got a cool yeah, 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 one. Yeah. No, Nick's that, a cool so. guy. So we're so sorry Nick couldn't be here. But thanks a lot, Kendall Swank, man, producer oh, in the thanks, house. Guys. Thanks for inviting me. There's no way we could do it. You're the comic book expert, man. We would have drowned on this. On our <laughs> <laughs> Russ is in the house. Thanks a lot for watching the screening room and Fox 4 News. So if you want to rewatch this, it's on our uh, Facebook page. Where's our Facebook? It's Fox 4 Screening Room. Yes, it is. All right, there we go. Cool.
There you go, guys. Have fun at the movies. We know you're all going to go out and see Endgame. Enjoy. You can still give us feedback after you see it. This thing's going to live up on our platforms for a while. We would love to like see how many popcorn bags you actually give it. Russ gave it four. I gave it three. Kendall, you said four, right? I said four. Four. All right. You guys, let us know how many popcorn bags Endgame deserves after you see it this weekend. Have fun at the movies.